0: Hello, you're what? Wa- oh. I just said you're watching.
1: <laughs> you're not watching anything. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, we we should do the intro, though, right? Hi, I'm Jason. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, you, you, what the <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs> you go first, isn't it? I said hi, I'm Jason. I, I know. You.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Reet>. <laughs> no, I go first. I go first. Bitch. Okay. Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Jason. And you're listening to, what was this called again? Far from Home, a podcast about two Asian Canadians who moved pretty far from home. Hey, everyone must be sick of that. Yeah, I definitely think so. Okay,
0: well, too bad. Anyways, um, a quick disclaimer: this episode may not be suitable for young audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Anyways, that's, this, that's the just, disclaimer. Uh no. <laughs> My disclaimer is that this episode <laughs> may involve more. What is that verbal?
1: Bad words than usual. I thought I thought the, word the disclaimer was just going to be that it's going to be a bit depressing. Oh, no. I thought it was going to be that we're going to swear a lot. Oh, you want to swear? Okay, that's fine, too. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. Anyways,
0: this is going to be a sort of depressing slash angry episode. Just a forewarning to the listeners. Anyways, the inspiration for this episode came from... The shitty year that is 2020. And it made me think today, wow, 2020 fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. But there have also been other times in my life that also sucked. Maybe an equal or even more sucky amount than 2020. Although 2020 has been a long time to suck. So I love my-
1: I love how you're using the word suck so much. Continue. (laughs)
0: Continue. I'm an adult. I can say whatever I want.
1: Suck. Okay. This
0: is my podcast.
1: It's ours, but okay. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's mine now. (laughs) So my idea kind of came up to contrast the shittiness of 2020 Mm. with some other shitty times in our lives. Mm. And... I guess we're just going to be talking about shitty times in our lives and how we got through them and yeah, what were things that we did to get out of those shitholes in our lives.
1: You put it so eloquently. I'm so excited for this episode. I'm a poet. (laughs) Okay. Then do you want to start? What's like... Okay. What's the most depressing time in your life? Are we starting with the most depressing or like an early depressing? Okay.
0: Okay. Let's, Let's start with... Let's just start talking about sad times in our lives. So I don't know if you like, okay. can number yours on the list, like one, two, or three. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say the first time in your life that
1: you remember being sad for like a prolonged amount of time. So a prolonged depressed time was when I was in grade... I want to say grade four or five. Oh, shit. Sure. It's really early. It's pretty early. And so what happened was that what you I lose really your pokemon hate... cards no it's, it's it's kind of stupider than that okay so i really dislike this one chinese dish but um it it like freezes really well and it like microwaves really well so my mom like loves keeping it in the freezer and says alex that's your lunch you're gonna eat it <laughs> what's the dish it's um it's like this oh crap what do you call it in english it's a glutinous rice wrapped in a um
0: kind oh, of like a lotus
1: leaf yeah like I don't rice. know what kind of leaf. Sticky rice, sticky rice. Yeah, sticky rice. Um, it's called yeah. zhong. And then, um, so my mom was like, "All right, Alex, I'm home. You you ate the thing, right?" And then I was like, "Yeah." And then, and then, okay. like, she found it in my drawer because like it's it's compact, it's frozen, it doesn't like leak smell much. So I was like, "Okay, I'll put it in the in my drawer." And then what drawer? In later, Your bedroom, like with your yeah, socks? In my room? You no, not my it's socks. Frozen but like, rice. In your <laughs> In your I mean, clothes it was in door? a bag. It was in a bag. And so I said that I ate it and then my mom found it and then she got hella pissed at me. <laughs> and then what ended up happening was that she was so mad. She's saying to the library. Kind of. She like, oh, she kicked me out and said like, OK, you're going to live with your dad for a week. Oh, And the shit. thing is, I was I was like, yeah, grade four or five. And my mom and dad live. Re- so my parents are divorced. Um My dad doesn't live. Anywhere close to my school. And my mom oh. was so mad. She was just like screaming at me and stuff. He was just like, Alex, I don't care. You're not going to live here for a while. Just like leave, call your dad. And I was like, oh my God. What? I was like, what? And so for the next, I think it was just one week where my dad drove me to school Monday to Friday. Okay. And like, I just didn't see my mom for that long. And in contrast, like, I mostly live with my mom. So the longest I'd gone without seeing her was like the weekend, basically. Yeah. And well, as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. As a kid. And so, yeah, like I was just so sad that my mom was so mad at me. I thought I was just going to be disowned forever. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was just like, I'm fucked. And then I think, I think, how did that happen? I think I, I went home by myself and then my brother talked to me. He was like, oh, mom's not that mad at you anymore. You should, should move back. You can tell your dad you <laughs> can move back in. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. And then I was like, I've been forgiven, and then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah." And so I was, I was like, a lot more careful with my actions after that. Okay, he didn't hide the rice in your drawer anymore. Yeah, exactly that. How did she find it? She was snooping through your drawer. I mean, she could probably tell that I didn't that like I didn't actually eat it. How or something? How I don't would know, you man. know? I was in grade four. You can she you can like tell when a kid is lying. I I guess yeah. You can tell when kids are lying. Yeah. It's like, did you eat it, Alex? I look away to the corner. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I stare at the drawer that I put it in. Sweat <laughs> is just like coming down from your forehead. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. That's like that's an early sad memory. Okay, that's
0: that's quite a sad and quite an early time. That's such a sad memory. I feel It's pretty fucked up kicking out a kid.
1: I agree. Yeah, you could have went to the police on her. Actually, maybe maybe another time that was equally sad was. My, my homeroom teacher was like, okay, I was, I was grade two or three. My Did homeroom she teacher you? was like, Alex, you didn't do your homework. I'm going to write in your note, in your agenda, and your mom oh. has to sign it. That was always scary. That so I forged too- my mom's signature. I forged it too. <laughs> and then my mom found out. <laughs> oh no. And then she locked me in the basement for like, maybe just 10 or 15 minutes. Not that long. But oh, I was that's like, also quite bad. I was short and it was dark and it was like unrenovated. I couldn't that's reach the, the, the light switch. And so I was just stuck there and like crying. This is really scary. Oh, yeah. My, yeah, my childhood's kind of, it's kind of fucked, but. Is this normal in Chinese families? You know, let's, let's not get into it. Okay. How about, about you? How about you, Jason? Well, I don't remember being tortured
0: by my parents, but. Yeah.
1: Okay. Continue. Continue.
0: (laughs) What's, what's your next words? (laughs) Um, oh, this is going to get really dark. Are you Mm -hmm. ready? Are you ready? Oh, boy. Okay. Um, the first. I mean, because it was such a major time in my life that I remember being down for like a long period of time mm-hmm. uh, was when I was in grade seven. And for all you listeners out there or for us too, grade seven is you're about 12 years old around that age. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever talked to someone when they're 12, like they're really annoying. Like 12 year olds <sighs> are probably the most Twelve and thirteen, are like the most annoying years to talk to any kid. Agreed. Um, I think it's something to do with puberty and just like hormones and emotions. Mm. Yeah. And I remember it was in grade seven, at the beginning of grade seven, actually, where a few really bad things happened to me, or like at the time when I perceived were very bad things. Um, So one of them was I got moved to a new homeroom class where none of my friends were in. Mm. So I had this really like tight, tightly knit, very close grade six class. And we were all like best friends with each other. Mm -hmm. And I got moved into a grade seven class and they were all gone. Like none of them were in there. Okay. Um, This is also sort of personal, but (laughs) this this person, this person who I admired at the time. Oh, the you know someone's first love yeah, i don't know if you call it love but like yeah like yeah, yeah around around the time like 11 12 first person who i would say i don't know caught my eye in my life um mm-hmm. moved away to a different Ooh. school so Ooh. i lost them and also for some reason i don't know what happened but academically it was a bit of a struggle and for the first and only time in my life I did not make whatever it's called like the honor roll or yeah honor roll so the honor roll was for kids who have an 80 plus average and let me I don't think
1: that I'm yeah. sure everyone understands it's honor and then roll cuz I What I, else I, would it be? I, no I think I think people that listen honor roll they can't they can't oh, tell what word yeah. we're using like honorary or honor roll it's honor. We're just
0: on a roll like we're doing well yeah or <laughs> on a roll we're on a roll here
1: it's honor roll yeah,
0: yeah. like you've brought honor to your family and a roll, in a roll. <laughs> okay yeah yeah um and 80 in canada using that grading system is it's not like a super high average but it's certainly a good grade to have mm-hmm. and i didn't hit it and i remember just Sitting in the auditorium, mm-hmm. and they called all the students who made the honor roll up to the front <laughs> to receive their certificates, yeah, and they didn't call me, and maybe this is like you can clearly see there's some side effects of like stressful, not even that my parents are strict though of like very high expectation Asians, yeah, yeah, yeah. Asian parents, Asian culture, and I didn't make that honor roll, and I remember just like sitting there crying in the auditorium. Damn. Not like crying my eyes out, but just like sad. Tears. Tears of sadness coming out. Yeah. And there must have been other things at the time, but like I was I was very, very like I would actually say if I were to have gone to a psychologist or whatever you call it at the time, probably mm-hmm. depressed. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, to the point of even like thinking about it now. Like I didn't make the honor roll, some one girl I liked left and I lost a few friends. It's like, what's wrong with me? Life, life is over hormones. as a grade life seven. Was, life felt over. Like, I, I was ready to like, end it. Like, I had thoughts of, yeah. of like, yeah,
1: thoughts of <laughs> going that far. Like, how do I end it?
0: This is really I, dark.
1: I think that's exactly why, like, 12 year olds are the fucking worst. How they're just like I, full of I hormones. I but agree. I, I absolutely understand you. Um, yeah, I...
0: I definitely, like, I definitely had thoughts of like what would be the easiest way to just end
1: this. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And then, and did you yeah. listen to like sad songs?
0: That might have been a bit too early for those that oh. emo, those emo songs. Those might have been later in high school. Yeah, I don't quite remember, but it was just a very emotional and dark mm. time, and I don't think I've ever gone anywhere that far ever again. Really, you peaked at grade seven. I to this day Must I peaked at be nice. grade seven. <laughs>
1: I I <laughs> peaked downwards at grade seven. Yeah, you you your rock bottom was grade seven. That's that's yeah. not so bad. That's, grade seven can't be that bad. Like looking back at it, you know, looking oh well, looking back
0: at it, it's like what the hell was I thinking? And obviously there were other things going on in my head. Yeah, but it it sort of brought me to two realizations. Um, maybe one being more of a like something that no longer surprises me. Like mm-hmm. now even now as an adult when i hear that kids as young as, you know, 10, 11, 12 like somehow commit suicide, mm. um like one as tragic and definitely sad as that is, i like having almost been there at that age, mm-hmm. um it's given me an understanding of exactly how that is possible of how these kids get to that point in their lives at such a young age. Mm. I've become more understanding of that. Yeah. And secondly, I, I don't quite recall how I even got out of it because it's not like I got professional help or anything, but I think I just sort of had this day mm-hmm. where I realized I came to this realization that the things which I thought were awful about my life mm-hmm. were not actually that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. man, i just woke up one day and i was like you know what yeah, honor roll that's yeah. not such a
1: big deal most kids don't make that yeah that's what you tell yourself <laughs> <laughs> loser top yeah no like i was I, gonna say you just yeah you kind of just grow up like the older i get the more i realize things don't matter if that in, makes any in sense in many ways yeah. yeah in many ways and i'll have you know i didn't hit honor roll till, till grade 10 or 11 when it actually Ooh. mattered Oh, oh wow. Yeah. You're no wonder why my mom aging? yelled at me and kicked me out and you know <laughs> locked me in the basement. Because you weren't an honor roll kid. <laughs> exactly. I wasn't on a roll. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. it's actually funny. In grade seven, I had a similar thing where I was in a long distance relationship, if you can even call it that. You were, you were 12, Alex. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. Exactly. This was like MSN days. Exactly. It. Okay. I remember because I was in middle school and middle school was only grade seven and eight. Um, and so, yeah, like I reconnected with this one friend uh, from, I don't want to say a different place, but like it's a 45 minute drive from Markham <laughs> to Toronto, like central Toronto where I live. Okay. And so I reconnected with a girl where it, from Markham. And like you know, we like. Fell I suppose in love that's that's
0: long distance when you're 12 years old. I know,
1: 45 like, minute drive. <laughs> A 45 minute drive at at grade seven is basically across the country. Okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it kind of is because I remember like one time I I tried to go to Markham like via TTC the the transit and I vastly underestimated how long I needed to be on the bus. I, so, I think I heard the story actually uh, before. Yeah. <clears throat> so I I went all the way to the east and then I started taking a bus up McAllen. and once I hit I think Finch I thought I was there. You but were like, nowhere close. I was nowhere close. <laughs> so I was on the bus for maybe like 15 minutes whereas I had to be on the bus for like almost 45. Yeah. from the station. And like at that point I was like I'm fucked. And then I called my mom and then I'm she stranded. was like <laughs> cuz <'Cause, laughs> cuz she laughed at me when she when I said I was going to go to Markham. She's like you're not going to make it there, but okay. <laughs> um okay, back to the point. In in grade 7, like I had a long distance relationship and then um either I broke up with her or we broke she broke up with me or something. Probably that mm-hmm. one. And I felt like heartbroken and I was so sad and I just remember doing nothing for like the next few days. But as a grade <laughs> 7, like I was like my life is over. This is this this was it. This was the person. This is it. That was that it. was my one
0: shot in life.
1: Exactly. It's no over. one else is going to like me. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> he was the one. Uh, yeah. Little did I know it got a lot worse. Not mm-hmm. not a lot worse, but like I had my first real heartbreak in in high school, like a few years later. Oh. Yeah. But before that, do you do you have another sad, depressing story? Um, not really until
0: later um there's there's this short period of my life in high school where i really wanted to change high schools mm. and i actually like went to the high school i wanted to transfer to and i asked hey can i transfer here and they're like you had to apply a few months ago mm. and i was just like really sad at that because i wanted my to life go is the over. next year <laughs> my life is over one more year yeah. And I wasn't sad or depressed or anything, but I just spent like an entire year at that high school I didn't like, just mm-hmm. being like bitter. Just like <laughs> fuck this place. Fuck you. Fuck this teacher. Fuck, you, fuck this whole Fuck, fuck room. you. Yes. <laughs> fuck everything here. Get me out. Yeah. Um but I wasn't depressed or anything. It was just like a tough spot in my life. The salts ran through your
1: veins for I an entire year. Yes. Anyways, hmm. back to your story in high school. Um I mean, like, long story short, my girlfriend left for my best friend, and (gasps) then I was just like, I was, like, broken inside.
0: (gasps) For your best friend?
1: Yeah, and then this was, like, right when admissions for university started, and so- This is is quite late in high school. Actually, yeah, this is grade 12, not grade 11, and so I was, like, trying to get my marks up, but then, like, right before that, like, my girlfriend broke up with me, and then, yeah, I had, I think- in those two months, I missed at least like 20, 30 periods of class easily. And some of my some of my teachers were actually so pissed at me. And then one teacher was actually like she bet with the class that I wouldn't show up. And I was so offended. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then I was that's so, terrible. Yeah. I was so offended when I showed up. And then <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. A teacher does that. <laughs>
0: It should be rooting for you. <laughs> not be like, hey, guys, like five bucks. Alex is a com today.
1: <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like it kind of it kind of fucked up my grades for the first um, the first round of submitting your grades to the universities. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of my wake up call that I was just like, oh, fuck, I don't I don't want this breakup to like ruin my life my next year, which is like. Yeah, your admission year, which is your next four years. But then I it's didn't finish university, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't and then, matter. Yeah, so like I skipped so many days of classes and I didn't really have any motivation to do anything for a while. Uh, mm. but then, you know, you just, just kind of get over it. It's like heartbreak hits you hard, but then you got to pick yourself mm. up. Yeah. Yeah. Do you still talk to her? Yeah. Not, not really. I mean, actually, no, I would say I don't talk to her. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Yeah. yeah. I mean, after, after everything, I feel a lot less bitter because at the time she came out to me saying like, she had a lot of mental issues as well. Okay. Okay. As, as a grade 12, as, as a teenager, basically like mental issues don't really, you don't really understand them until later in life until it actually affects you in, in a more impactful or, or meaning way. Yeah. And so, yeah, like coming from it now. I I don't really resent her at all. Interesting. It's just kind of life. Wow. Yeah. Time heals all wounds. Exactly. Wow. Except when you don't make honor roll. <laughs> you
0: little bitch. <laughs> I'm still bitter. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, anyways, that's a stain on my record.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. Moving on in life to the next time, which I think I really struggled. Nothing. As bad as grade seven. You know, I'm actually seeing a trend here in that all the times which I felt really depressed in my life Mm -hmm. were when I had bad grades.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Am I just (laughs) fucking loser?
0: (laughs) Am I just placing all my self-worth in my grades? Is that it?
1: I I think that's that's kind of your personality, to be honest. I think so, too. That's sort of a sad realization right now. You seek external validation by, you know, standardized. By this uh, number. Yeah. In the test. That is quite sad, actually. Yeah, but huh. then, but then you kind of grow up from it, and it's kind of okay. I, I guess. I don't know. Did I get grow up out of it? Was so? What? What was the specific instance that like? <laughs> oh, okay. grades, fucked um, you basically. Yeah.
0: Um. So this is when I joined. When I got to uni. So this. I don't know who's listening to this podcast, but no one. If it's <laughs> no if one at nobody, all, <laughs> nobody. But I know like I know that there are some people who may not resonate with this, um, like some people in my class who I know had a quite easy time going through their undergrads for the most part academically. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was in first year and like any other first year who went to my school, do it this is where I asked myself, do I see the name of the school uh
1: let's let's not. okay, they have our first names, they have our current cities. Let's not give them our school. okay. <laughs> So some university some place uh, uh like town yeah. in Canada because um, there's a few there's a few in 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 Ontario
0: It was I would say like considered a relatively quite competitive program to enter You're narrowing it down, Jason. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it like you need quite good grades to enter that program that university and so I By merit of working hard in high school i had high grades and let's say like my grade was 90 an average of 90 going into the school and in high school like a 90 is a very good grade to have you're like i don't know quite high up in the class but don't forget once you get into the program and maybe the average entry to that program was like 92 93 for example Mm -hmm. now you're suddenly not above average you're Quite below yeah. average. You're middle of the pack. You're middle or below. And I think many kids who go to university also um, have this like epiphany, this realization that like, one, you're not as smart as you think you are. Mm-hmm. You only thought you're smart because you went to a high school that probably wasn't that competitive. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just like got my ass kicked <laughs> first year. <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't even so much just getting my ass kicked. It was the pain of going from someone who took pride in having who very high people's marks. Asses. who kicked people's asses yeah, yeah 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 to just like having my butt handed to me and getting like i remember getting like my first math exam back and it was like 65 or something and i was like holy shit yeah 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 all the other dumb people are like oh you you passed nice <laughs> some some other like i talked to some other people and they're they're like i got a 30 and oh okay i feel a bit better yeah it sucks to be you Um, but (laughs) (laughs) some some people like did fine like they got 90s in high school they got 90s in uni everything was okay but like i really struggled and it was it was just brutal like mentally brutal and Mm. um yeah there were many nights which i'm pretty sure i just like cried from all the stress
1: and like fell asleep really in your (laughs) in your like one tiny bedroom in my shitty apartment dorm
0: yeah dirty and with smelly people yeah that was your uni life the first few months it was well yeah the first like year honest honestly the school was like a gulag that's all I want to say it was Uh, it was hell hell a gulag
1: i've never heard of that word
0: oh it's, okay it's it's like a russian labor camp like, oh nice in nice. the siberian tundra <laughs> that's essentially where i went where we went to school like there was yeah. nothing good from There's there nothing around there was nothing there all you had to do was study your ass off for your life um yeah I think many people look back on the university days and they're like, oh, I remember all the partying and all the clubs and all that. No, we were fucking studying for 80 yep. hours a week. It sucked. Yeah. That being said, I do not regret it mm. coming out. I am thankful for the opportunities it's given me, mm-hmm. but it sucked. And especially that first year, I it was brutal. I just cried so many times to myself <laughs> over
1: my grades <laughs> <laughs> Also, there are no girls. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> that was out of the picture. the The bright side of it is that I feel like the friends that you made in that um in that time span, in like, the they gulag? shared a lot, huh? Yeah, in like, the gulag. The, they 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 shared a lot of similar emotions, and you guys <laughs> definitely bonded over that. I'd say that's like yeah. the best thing I took out of university in my. Or the friendships in my two and a half years that I was there? Barely two years. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, for sure. I think so. Yeah. I mean, you don't you don't really day-to-day use much of the stuff you learned. No. It's, it changes you sort of go to change the way that you think and to meet people. I say those are the two yeah. things. Yeah. Two reasons why.
1: Okay. And then mini tangent. I wanna talk about how salty I was going into uni and also not getting into the right program that I wanted. So you and another friend are two years older than me. Okay. What was the average that you got to get into your program? I don't exactly remember. Probably something around a 90. So I had an 89.4. <laughs> Tien made it into a more difficult program with the 87. Oh, because he went two years earlier. Yeah, because he went two years earlier. And then two years later, the program that I wanted to get into that was easier than um, my other friend was like 90 or 91. Yeah. The averages kept going up and up and up. And I was so salty cuz like, yeah. And I didn't end up I didn't end up going to the right program that I wanted to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Another another time that I felt super depressed and pretty salty. So it was um it was after first year. It was after my first internship and I was trying to set up my second internship so that I wouldn't get screwed by the process and like I was basically trying to get ahead and looking somewhere where I could transition into full time without graduating. Okay. And so I found this one company and I did, I did everything. Basically, I did a take home assignment. I did some uh, like video interviews. Actually, did I? I did some like phone call interviews, like some, I don't know. And everything was good. And then they were saying like, oh, okay, you know, next time you you need an internship, we'll contact you through the <laughs> school or whatever. And then when it came to it, they didn't reply and they ghosted me. And so... They just took your work. Yeah. So like, I, Thanks I, for the assignment, bitch. Yeah. So like I took their word for it. I was like, okay, well, you know, my, my internships the, this summer. And then, and then I emailed them and like, oh yeah, you know, you're, you're fifth in line for this pos- position. And I was like, what? what? I, thought, I thought they ghosted you. They, they, go- okay. They didn't actually reply to me, but they put me in a backfill position basically. Okay. And so... I thought I was more or less given given a free entry cuz I'd gone through pretty much the entire interview process as if I was going into that job uh like in 2 months. Yeah. But what happened was I basically didn't even get a chance to to interview or talk to them and I was so salty about that shit.
0: Name yeah. and shame. Name and
1: shame. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> Actually, no, I definitely can't. Um <laughs> but then that transitions me into like this less it's less depressing and more difficult time when it was basically crunch time for me my internship had ended and i didn't really want to go back to university but i also didn't want to go back to the same internship that i was at yeah and so i was sending like i think within a few weeks i sent over 300 applications to like oh my god you must have really hated school (laughs) i mean you can i yeah i think you could tell and so like i was desperate in trying to find um a different way to gain success basically and like yeah it was really last minute where i found the position i think like three weeks before my internship ended and i basically transitioned there and then went full-time from there and yeah like trying to send out 300 applications doing like a full-time job and then also having like other commitments like a girlfriend a volunteer group that i was part of it was it was really really hard i basically had no free time in that in that like few months few week period i imagine yeah and that's why i think everyone should stay in school (laughs) (laughs) stay in school kids it's not meant for everyone right the the self-taught slash okay dropout way
0: uh, but I'm gonna
1: ask to keep
0: us on the theme of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Were you depressed? Were you sad? Were you feeling bad?
1: I was. I was feeling a bit depressed because so I got. Th- I sent out 300 applications. I got about 10 phone interviews, and then okay. I had three on sites. Okay. So that's like a one percent. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose right. so. Yeah, and so and the thing is, it averaged out to one percent near the end. In the beginning, it was like point two percent, point two, point three percent. Cause I only had one interview yeah. within like yeah. a month. And I was just so depressed. I was just like, maybe, maybe university is the only way. Like maybe I don't have a way out. Uh, cause I just didn't enjoy university. Like I enjoyed applying my knowledge more than learning it in a structured way, I guess. Mm. And uh, it was like I wouldn't say depressing, but like definitely demotivating. Like, cause Because I I saw that I still had a way out, but I just didn't really like it. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know what they say: Mm -hmm.
0: what doesn't kill you makes you stronger.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, that was Kelly Clarkson. (laughs) I mean, like as cliche as that is, that's it's it's pretty true. Yeah, I think, I think like looking back,
0: maybe not my grade seven experience, but (laughs) the tough times make you harder and not not that um not that I look back on them with happiness or yeah. anything by any means but they certainly I think it could be said that they gave life meaning um yeah and allow us in the future to not only appreciate good times when they are good but also like I was saying this mm. shitty year that is 2020 maybe we can contrast the shittiness to those other shitty times. And it just yeah. doesn't seem quite as
1: bad as it is. Yeah. As, as much as we want normalcy to come back. um, Okay. Wait, I'm not saying I, I want COVID around forever, but um, I think life, you need hardships in life. Otherwise you don't find meaning in life. Yeah. And okay, so the Socrates anyways. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I'm, Glad that I experienced a really tough time in almost being forced into doing something I didn't want, but eventually finding something that, finding a way that I could uh, circumvent that. Hmm. Yeah. Which brings us to, mm-hmm. I don't think we
0: can call it the rapid fire round because it's just one question. It's a slow, I don't know where I'm going, <laughs> A s- slow round. So now that we've talked about all this depressing stuff. Mm. And for one thing, to be honest, I sort of feel like like both of our quote unquote depressing times, Uh like I think some people might think we're kind of soft. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think I think some people be like in the slums, you know, yeah, like like drug addictions and (laughs) yeah, murders, someone to stay alive. Yeah. This
1: this sounds quite tame. Like Mm. I just had some bad grades. Yeah. (laughs) I just didn't want to go to prestigious university that was (laughs) difficult to to attend and keep my grades up i guess that brings us to the question
0: then though still um i think everyone's struggle is unique and i think it's also wrong to sort of downplay people's struggles and say that they're Mm -hmm. not significant um because everyone goes through things in their own personal way yeah and yeah what could be a very Menial thing to one person could be very overwhelming to another. So, my next and final question is How do mm. you face these difficult times? And
1: do you have any advice to anyone who may be struggling in life? Mm. I think I started reading like nonfiction books around when I was struggling. And then there's like a few books that I really, really look back on. So, mm-hmm. the first one being Tuesdays with Maury, mm-hmm. um, another one being the last lecture and and the final one being what's it called when breath turns to air uh, okay yeah and they're all okay honestly they're all really depressing nonfiction books about like death basically and yeah. it kind of it kind of puts into perspective how sometimes things don't matter as much as you think like yeah. you're, you're you're struggling with the situation and then you know take a step back think about is it going to matter in 10 days yeah i don't know how about 10 weeks? How about 10 months? How about like 10 years? It's in the grand scheme of things, it's going to be fine. It's not going to affect you that much, that kind of thing. And what I'm trying to take away is that I try to live my life um in a way that's stoic. So, oh shit, I don't actually know the meaning of stoic, but in, in a way where um you can, you can, oh God, okay, wait, I got to look I would, up I would say
0: stoic sort of means like to
1: keep your head up and to keep your posture like so what i mean by living a stoic life is okay so the definition here says a person who can endure pain or hardship without showing their feeling or complaining and i guess not that you don't need to complain or show your feelings but you need to keep a really level headedness to you to face yeah. these difficult times otherwise you like you're going to lose your cool you're going to overreact you're going to like freak out and you're going to make rash decisions yeah like you're going to do things in the moment and Sometimes it's fine, but most of the time, it's a lot more meaningful and impactful to take a step back, look everything over, make a rational decision that makes sense to you, or maybe mm-hmm. consult other people in like you know, in a normal way, and and then face your face your problem again. Yeah, that's mm. that's my advice basically. You know what's actually my favorite
0: speech of all time for sure mm-hmm. is Steve Jobs is. I think it's a commencement speech at a Stanford graduation. Mm. Um, It's, it's like very short, maybe like 15 minutes and very impactful speech. And there's so many things about it where that really stand out to me. Mm-hmm. To be honest, whenever I feel sort of lost or if I have like something job related come up, yeah. I, yeah. I listen to it because it reminds, it gives you a good reminder that, and he says a few things. One is, like everyone is going to die. Nobody He's wants dead. to die, but that's the fate that we all share. And so knowing that we have nothing to lose. Mm. And he says, you are already naked. I don't know what that he, mean, he means by that, but. <laughs> okay. As in you are already exposed to the world and there's absolutely nothing to lose. You only have one thing that you can do in your life. And that yeah. is to chase your dream. Mm. and only you really know what that is nobody else can tell you mm. and i don't know how that's going to help someone who's struggling so <laughs> i
1: don't know why i brought that up okay link link <laughs> to the commencement speech in the description there we go yes yes anyways um in terms of actual <laughs> advice from myself other than watch this youtube video and try to feel better about yourself <laughs> yeah what's your what's your actual um advice I think I would go with three pieces of
0: advice. Mm -hmm. One would be that maybe this is me coming from my sort of physics background, but being depressed or in a state of depression or sadness, Mm -hmm. I find I think in many ways is like, this is going to make no sense to most people, but it's like getting electrocuted. Okay. Okay. Where it hurts. You're numb. I don't know if you're numb when you electrocuted actually, Mm -hmm. and you can't really do anything. You're just like, Paralyzed. Paralyzed. You're paralyzed, and you're in pain. And I think something that's really important to do, and again, bringing out a circuit term, is to to ground yourself. Oh my god.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Get it? Get it?
0: (sighs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. And essentially, what I mean by that, though, is you know when when you are lost in the storm of chaos. Okay, your face is like, what the? Fuck? I thought
1: you were gonna explain what <laughs> grounding means. Not everyone comes oh, from oh, a physics sorry. background. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what does it mean to be grounded? Um, that's a good question. I guess when a
0: current is going through something, when you touch it, to a way that it gets to the
1: ground. Yeah. It, instead of circulating through sort yourself, it. it circulates and like goes down it the. Goes earth. into the planet. Yeah. Yeah. So what you need to do is
0: ground yourself and what i mean by that is when you are surrounded by all this chaos around you to ask yourself like what remains constant what has not changed so far so in this for example in this year of 2020 Mm -hmm. so many things have changed we can't go overseas many people can't see their friends you can't see me can't see you yeah are you not my friend or something
1: no but i'm okay (laughs) fine i thought like i meant a bit more special yeah oh sorry fine continue anyways
0: (laughs) there's it's just a year of chaos and to remind yourself what still hasn't changed like Mm. i still enjoy music Mm. i still think so-and-so food is delicious yep nature is still beautiful and Like it's sad to say, because I think these are things in normal times, which we can take for granted, Mm -hmm. but to just remind yourself that, and to make an active and conscious effort that these things remain the same. And no matter how bad things may seem, Mm. some things haven't
1: changed and to find comfort in that. And just that all things pass, right? Like whatever difficult situation you're going through right now, there's, there's an end. Yeah. We all have to die yeah we all have to die sorry in in a similar vein or like way of thinking um the way i stay positive is maybe a bit morbid but i think of like how i think of how much worse it could get right (laughs) okay (laughs) instead of instead of looking forward (laughs) to the 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 good things it's the absolute opposite (laughs) um okay listening to the podcast abg uh one of the hosts helen she what she said it makes perfect sense to me and to her basically it means like she has such a positive outlook on life because she thinks she's going to die tomorrow okay yeah 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 and so in a similar way of thinking i'm like you know i could get fired you know i could get kicked out my mom's going to like kick me out of the family my brother's not going to help me with my finances there's there's a lot that could go wrong but you know it could be worse so where i'm at right now it's not bad it's not bad like things could get a lot worse and that's kind of what pushes me forward okay i
0: I don't know if that would really help
1: someone (laughs) who's truly depressed like because things usually
0: you don't think they could get much worse when you're depressed alex
1: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. that's true (laughs) i guess i guess that's why you have to think of like if you want to think like that you have to think of it from a level headed yeah uh, you have to be stoic first yeah you you have to be stoic first before you're like oh you know the world could explode yeah yeah
0: Okay, my second point. I had three, remember? Oh, shoot. Sorry. Okay, continue. continue. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think another one would be to lean on friends and maybe family if they are supportive. And not only that, but to you. First of all, you have to ensure that those friends want the best for you and that they are hmm. good and genuine friends. Um, I don't know if anyone knows this, but like my life myself was in a bit of a struggle two or three weeks ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and I felt very lost, and I didn't know what to do, and I felt very lonely, and I was, yeah, like I said, I was very lost, and one thing I thought of doing was to go and try to meet new people, mm-hmm. and the the way I was going to do that, and many people <laughs> like laugh at me for this, uh-huh. was to go on a two-hour train ride to a beach to go clean up the beach. Oh my god. And meet people through that And I had a lot of hesitation towards going. I'm like, why would I go on a two hour train ride to go clean up a beach with strangers Mm. when it's just me and I might not meet anyone? But my friends pushed me to do it because they knew that it was good for me and that getting out of the house, Mm. at least meeting new people would give me a possibility of making new friends, et cetera, Mm. would be good for me. and just like examples like that um friends who really push you to make those positive changes in your life which you wouldn't otherwise make on your own are very critical and then similarly i guess removing like negative relationships Mm. friendships mm, Mm. from your life Mm. is equally critical
1: Mm. okay yeah noted (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Maybe we'll so, have an
1: episode on that eventually. Hmm. Hmm.
0: So yeah, de- definitely. If if you have a friend or are in a relationship where they are not providing a positive influence on your life, where you feel bad after you talk to them, hmm. after you spend time with them. And I think it's it's hard to rip that off to cut off that relationship because... Um, quite often when you're lonely, I think you just find comfort just from talking or being with someone in the first place, even though, even though it's not necessarily a positive relationship you have with that person. Yeah. But ultimately, if they don't want the best for you and they're not pushing you to be your best self, Mm -hmm. it's a very negative
1: place to be in life. Let me just say, I have this one friend who, who told me that, um, they were going to stay in this relationship until COVID. Was over, okay. And when they said that, I just had the most doubtful look on my face. Like they're they're pretty much saying like they would rather go through COVID with like a body rather than alone. (laughs) And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, dude who who cares? Like if you're not happy in that relationship, you should by all means not be in it. Like you'd be much happier by yourself, or you'd be improving yourself um, if they weren't in your in your life. Yeah.
0: I th- I think sometimes when you tell, when someone tells himself a lie, mm-hmm. yeah, so many times Uh-huh. it can begin to seem like the truth. Yeah. And it, it's, it's hard to get out of that place. So I sympathize with this person.
1: Oh, okay. True. True.
0: Yeah. And my last tip, um, I guess would be to just look at where you are in your space right now in your immediate vicinity, in your room, wherever you're sitting, Mm -hmm. walking, running. And when you really feel down, I think one issue is that you don't have momentum and it really is momentum and those small compounding effects, which bring you up out of those dark places. And when you really have no motivation to, for example, like I had no motivation to go meet people. I was like, Mm. should I go to this event? And my friends pushed me to do it. Mm. um That really, I guess, just I didn't mean any friends by the way, but <laughs> the act of doing that like kicked off a bunch of uh, like downstream effects, I guess, mm. if that makes any sense, where I felt accomplished from at least going there to that beach to meet people. And that made me less hesitant to reach out for the next social event on my own without needing anyone to push me. Mm. And that led me to being more likely to talk to someone there and spark that conversation and ask them to hang out again for example mm-hmm. and so it doesn't necessarily even have to be from someone else like someone telling you to do something or go somewhere but if you can just even do the dishes do your laundry yeah clean up your place it could be the first step i feel in a very
1: long chain which you don't even know where will that will where it will end yeah of yeah. positivity in your life from I mean, from personal experiences and also talking to people who have been in um, difficult situations, small things, just wake up, get out of bed, make your bed, you know, yeah, make yourself a cup of coffee and eventually things will, like the ball will start moving by itself once you get into that. Yeah. Um, once you hit that routine and
0: start taking care of yourself.
1: Yeah. Like, like you said, do the dishes, go do your laundry, maybe like vacuum or something anything small that's a little bit productive to you it yeah. definitely adds up in getting the ball rolling yeah can i just say when i think your situation is a bit special when you said <laughs> like you you relied on your friends i was like oh yeah you know your friends went out with you and then you said my friends no, pushed me to do this other just like, thing they're like i'm not going with you but go anyways that sounds like great friends i i i can't say that that kind of advice Works for everyone. That's why I'm glad you were talking about washing the dishes, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. When I was down, I didn't want to meet people like I didn't want to do shit like I was not even close to that state of mind. So I think think because
0: I still had like a positive I was still positive myself.
1: Oh, in a sense. okay. I
0: wasn't like depressed
1: about it. I was like, I'm knocked down, but I'm going to get right back up. Yeah. Yeah. Do the dishes. Go to your laundry. Go for a run. Go for a run. That's a great a idea. You know, That's a great idea. We should make an episode about that. <gasps> we should. Running. <gasps> Running. Oh. Oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's, there's an episode. You probably listened to it already, but yeah. <clears throat> well then. Anyways, that brings us to the end. Uh, thanks for listening to our depressing episode. Hope you learned how to get out of that mode. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple Podcast, or Google Podcast.
0: See you. Bye.